Netflix presents Inside Joke Space Force. I'm your host, Jimmy O. Yang. Tell us about your favorite K-pop track and don't forget your daughter in the prison yard. Now let's go inside Space Force. Welcome to the podcast. Today we're talking about episode 108, Conjugal Visit of Netflix's Space Force, written by Maxwell Theodore Vivian and directed by David Rogers. It's conjugal visit time and general narratives all systems go. Meanwhile, Dr. Mallory deals with a time crunch while Chan drives Captain Ali to Denver for an appointment. Do not mansplain anime to me, you rude, rude bitch. I can't wait to get rid of you. Really? Is that why we've taken like 20 right turns in a row? Uh, uh, construction detour. You have kidnapped a woman. So you can yell at her about cartoons. How dare you? Our guest today, my dear friend Tani Newsom, who plays Captain Angela Ali and executive producer and director of this episode, Dave Rogers. David, uh, you're the executive producer, director of this episode and the editor of the show, right? Uh, yes. Uh, well, I'm uh, I'm a director, a consulting uh, producer mm-hmm. on the show, and uh, I'm one of the editors. Uh, and uh, I did my director's cut on the show, but uh, credit, credit should really go to Susan Vale, who uh, did a great job putting the show together. And uh, one of our assistant editors, Tim Cooper, uh, stepped up uh, to, to do some work on the show as well. Big shout outs. Big shout outs. Yeah. It's nice of you. Um, so h- how is it? Being like a director, uh, when you know you kind of are, are you editing in your head, or you try to not do that uh, when you go in and direct an episode? I'm not trying to to edit so much as, but but I am trying to be efficient and uh, get what I need. I, I never try to overshoot anything. If I feel like oh, I'm never going to use this angle, or you know, you shoot a wide a couple of takes, and then after that, uh, you know. I'll just get into to the coverage that I want. And, uh, and I always want to make sure that I have, uh, you know, that I shoot things that match. Yeah, <laughs> basically. For sure. And, and I think both me and Tani were talking about this. This is one of my favorite episodes. Yeah, um, for sure. For because sure. We, we, we get to kind of leave the office and have fun. And of course, the K-pop dance in the car. It was so great. We got to wear normal human clothes. I mean, that alone. <laughs> <laughs> right? You, you want to see this because your interaction mostly in the show is with Steve, minus with uh, Malkovich, uh, and then sometimes Steve. So it's kind of like okay, these are not just in the show. In the show, they're like the the father figures or whatever. But yeah, even yeah. outside, you know, they're like the one two, and we're like the kids' table a little bit. So it's, yeah. it's kind of fun getting to interact. Yeah, it definitely takes some of the pressure off, which is, I mean, not that those dudes put any pressure on you. If anything, right. it was just me because they're so chill and nice and normal. But if anything, it was just me putting pressure on myself to be like, Same. oh, well, I don't want to yeah. mess up Steve. Like, he's got so much to do. Let me, like, really be on my shit. And then when you and I get together, I guess what I'm saying is, Jimmy, I, I don't care about messing you up. Is that rude of me <laughs> to say? <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, no no pressure from me uh, because because there's no respect uh, between you and I, so, so, no, so, no. so that's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love you, Tani, and 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 you're the I think the only person I knew before coming in because I did your podcast. Yo, is this racist with you and my buddy Andrew T? Yeah. Um, and in episode three of this podcast, we talked to Allison Jones, uh, who said she met you at a UCB show where you weren't even performing, right? Yeah. And then you audition like the next day or the next week or something. So can you can you walk us through how how did you get involved in this show? 
You know what's wild? I'm I I don't even know if I want Allison to know this, but I used to think she didn't like me because for a long time I would try to get in with her. I would try to go to auditions. And I mean, I moved to L.A. maybe like four and a half years ago. And ever since I moved to L.A., like I, I was fortunate and I didn't have a lot of trouble getting in with most casting directors because I, you know, I had a good I had good representation and I came from mm-hmm. uh, Second City in Chicago. So I think I had a good I had a good reputation and representation, um, but uh, I could never get in with her. And so I was like, man, Allison mm. must have seen me somewhere and thinks I'm terrible. <laughs> this uh, I guess that's it. She's like, you know, the <laughs> my white whale. It's never going to work out. And then, yeah, I met her. I was with my buddy Mary Sohn, a really funny um, actor and comedian. And we just went to see um, some friends. I think we went to the uh, the White Women Show, which is a bunch of super funny, super funny black dudes who do uh, oh, a, an improv show at UCB. Yeah, and I just ran into her in the audience, and she knew my name, but, like, I was very conscious that I'd never met her before. And then, um, so that was maybe six or eight months before the audition for this. And then one thing I really loved about auditioning for Allison is, like, I I don't tend to get super nervous because, especially for a first audition, I know, like, okay, I know what I'm going to do. If it's not what they want, I'm not going to get the part, but like, I'm not ever like, I don't ever have a ton of regrets about how I You don't beat it. yourself up. Yeah. No, because I'm just like, there's something about me that's not right for it, but like, I'm going to do my mm-hmm. work that's and show right. them what I can do and that's that's it. Um, so the first audition, I wasn't super nervous, but she was so cool. Like, she told me that she was going to call me back right after, which I was like, Man, that, that never, feels, that, that that never, never happens. happens. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she was just so chill about it. She's like, yeah, yeah, we'll call you back. We'll have you come meet Greg. And then I got nervous. <laughs> oh, wow. So your first audition was just on tape with Allison and Ben, right? Yeah. And then your second one, you did three, no? I might have done four because then I also did oh one with God. Greg and Brent and Steve. Um, oh, and was there so a lot of one, improv in that one with Steve? Yeah, yeah. We did the scenes and then uh, and then we did a bunch of improv at the end. I remember, um, I think Greg pitched like, okay, you know, this is your boss. You're both off duty having a drink in the local town. And mm-hmm. neither one of you really wants to see each other, but it's awkward that you don't like you. So you have to address each other, basically. And I think we did a scene where I was trying to uh, I don't know. I remember talking about CVS shopping for some reason. I was very <laughs> nervous in the Steve <laughs> audition for sure. Yeah, but I I, I mean, he does have um have a thing about him that is very disarming and nice and cool. Yeah. I mean, he so was immediately he yeah. immediately shook my hand. He was so warm. I think I was just hit. You know, when you see someone and you're like, oh, you're the guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This yeah. is wild. You're the guy. Um, so that was again, that was on me. <laughs> um, let's talk about this episode. There's so many fun parts because yeah. uh, I only know the part with me and Tani. And I watched the episode a couple of times. And one of my favorites is the three hander with uh, Don Lake, John Malkovich and Ben Schwartz. Uh, that was so fun. And you shot so many three shots and let them go and improv, right, Dave? Yeah, you know, it's it's funny. Um, so uh, I, I worked on Seinfeld. And if you remember that show, every episode had an A story, a B story, a C story, and a D story. But they were all kind of equal. Mm-hmm. Like they, each character had a story. And so I get the script for this. And, and most of the scripts that we've seen are like, you know, there's an A story and maybe there's a B story happening. Mm-hmm. This one had four stories yeah, yeah, and they yeah. all they all had a lot of weight i mean you, you've you yeah. got you know steve uh uh steve's story where uh you know mark naird is is going on his uh, conjugal visit 
Mm-hmm. You've got uh, his daughter goes uh, to the prison, and then she meets one of the other uh, inmates and 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 runs along with her and talks. Um, and then we've got uh, you know Malkovich and Don and and Ben. Uh, those guys they have to uh, interview people, and then of course we have uh, you guys, you know, going on <laughs> yeah. a little road trip uh, as as she gets her eyes done. So it was uh, it was fun to to get you know a little bit of everybody in this episode, and and that everybody has a certain amount. Of weight and and getting to to balance it, you know. When once once we see the weight of the scenes, like how much material there is, and and then getting into editing was was really super fun. Um, I yeah, I like three shots. I like Love I like seeing yeah. seeing people. I mean, you, you always want to cover yourself and protect and be like, okay, I, I want to make sure I get the singles. That if we have to cut stuff, it's easier to cross takes things like that. But it is fun when you got three guys who can improv and can yeah. bounce off each other. Yeah, I, yeah. I I I. I love to be able to play. I, I, you know, I, a lot of the things that I, that where my inspiration comes from are movies. And I was watching even just a small scene in, in Jaws mm-hmm. the other day. And I, I, I love it. It's just a scene with Roy Scheider and, and Richard Dreyfus and the mayor. And it's a, it's a wonder, but it's not like a typical, oh, look, we're walking down a street and we're following this and there's all these challenges. But it's just a long take with these two guys <laughs> talking yeah. to the mayor and how they come around him. And you see the sign in the background, the Amity. And I, I'm like, I love when things play. I just love when things play when you when you see all the characters you don't always have to you know go to what we call like basic sitcom type of coverage so so for me to be able to 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 have the camera play on the uh, on these three guys and let them do their thing was was a lot of fun well and i loved i loved working with you for i think exactly what you're describing is that you did let us play but you also you know some directors let you play but then you also feel a little too loosey-goosey or you're like a little Mm -hmm. nervous like was that good like i feel like you gave us enough structure and guideposts and something about knowing that you were going to be involved in the edit was really helpful because right. i was like it, it makes you feel like okay well he's not going to let me go in some direction that's completely unusable you know so it was really yeah. it was really fun and comforting working with you thank you so guys we got a clip this is uh th- this is the scene uh when chan took uh the day to drive angela to the optometrist and then she's walking out of the optometrist office and chan is trying to guide her so let's take a listen going yeah just keep going straight we're walking like a ninja okay can you just can you just like lead me please no 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 no. i'm I'm not comfortable with that two adult acquaintances should not be holding hands why who who are you trying to seem single for huh that guy oh he has cats i'm sorry i just since i can't see my sense of smell is heightened fine hold on to my shirt what hold on to my shirt I, uh, come on. No, no, this looks ridiculous. How do you know? You can't see. Because there's no version of a man leading a woman on a leash that looks cool. What? Whoa. What's where I'm going? I am. I just led you around a huge pile of spiders. Oh, why? I... <laughs> okay, I'm I... kidding. I'm kidding. It's a joke. Oh, that was a joke. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, I get why it's funny. Right, because I can't see and I'm trying to protect myself and I can't. Yeah, that's very funny. You're very good at humor. Thank you. <laughs> what was that? Your shadow, <laughs> Dave. Remember us trying to come up with a line for that guy? Yeah, what he could smell like. <laughs> uh, you, you. It was great. You had a bunch that were great because orig- originally in the script it was we thought we would be in a dirtier, you know, parking lot and yeah. uh, and and 
you know, like, oh, there was urine or something like that on the ground. It was like, that doesn't fit. Like, it would, let's come up with some alts. And you had a, you, you had one that was like, whoo, somebody ate cabbage. And I love that one <laughs> too. But you were like on fire. Every one you were on fire. Um, I started to those. feel bad because then we'd reset with that background actor. And I was like, hey, hey man, like nothing personal. Like, I'm sorry, man, it's not you. I'm not like looking at you and saying these that you get it right. Like, he was cool. But I was yeah. like, just so you know. <laughs> that scene was so fun and we get to get up on our feet also you know mm-hmm. and 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 I, I i was watching this for the first time with my friend and then it's when i took off my jacket right and then she was like yeah. oh look at you you're so in shape i'm like why the why the fuck do you sound surprised like i'm in shape <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> i'm not out of shape man you know that was a really fun scene and the whole episode is so good there were a few takes um where you know, uh, Tawny reacts to the possibility that there's spiders mm-hmm. and, you know, and it's like, okay, we got to see, let's see what we get. Let's see, you know, we, and we shoot some takes and some takes are kind of big where it's like, ah, oh my God, it's just, you know, like, and it's fair if, if she hates spiders at the same time, she's an astronaut, <laughs> you know, or yeah, an astronaut to be. Gotta be a little so, brave. <laughs> so, yeah. So there are other takes where it's like, okay, she's, you know, this is jarring to her and it's, you know, it's scary and it's, you know, she can't see, but we still, you know, she finds the performance where she grounds it and, and Jimmy reacts and, you know, I make sure like, yeah, here's a character that's not, it's not too broad. It's not unbelievable. And at the same time, it's, it's very funny. Like that's, that's really the goal that we're, we're going for. And, and Jimmy, you know, a lot of times he, he kind of deadpans these answers to her. And, uh, you know, in this, in this episode, we got a great one where she's like, oh, you're very funny. And he's like, thank you. It's <laughs> really, really nice. You also deadpan to me, Jimmy. Um, I'm going to call my out because uh <laughs> when we were filming it and i had those big like blue blocker glasses on i thought the best way to sell that i couldn't see would be to actually close my eyes because i was like camera can't see that my eyes are closed so let me close mm-hmm. my my human actor eyes and stumble around here <laughs> and i think i ran into you a couple times and jimmy just turned to me and he goes you don't have to close your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Very method acting. It was, I, I had to call her captain and Mr. President in between takes. It was so weird. How dare you? How dare you? <laughs> that was so fun. And and we shot all of those scenes. I think the car scenes and the eye doctor scenes all in one day. So the whole yeah. day we just hung out each other with, with each other. And it really warmed up. Yeah, um, it was really fun. And I mean, let's talk about the genesis of these scenes and this developing Angela Chan relationship. That all yeah. opened up uh, because Brent Forster and Greg, uh, Brent's the head writer and Greg, of course, showrunner, um, they were so open to our ideas. And and I randomly went in there one day and told them about this BWAM, like we're exploring what relationships can each characters, you know, develop in between each other. And I told them black women, Asian men. B-W-A-M. There are meetup groups out there. And it's very interesting because it's statistically the least likely couple. But we have very strong track records when it comes to a long-term relationship and marriage. And I actually, I think I said that in one of the episodes prior. And then they just kind of developed out. And then me and you went in there and actually pitched a bunch of stuff. Right, Tony? Yeah, because I think, um, well, first of all, props to you for uh, pitching. You know, it can be scary as an actor to like go in and 
even when everyone's so welcoming, you're still like, well, what right do I have to tell you guys what to do? Um, so thank you for pitching and thanks for including me in that pitch, um, being the only BW in your AM world. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like uh, I really loved that idea because, you know, we're starting to see more couples like that on TV and mm-hmm. stuff, but you just you don't see that many because, as you said, statistically, they aren't as likely to find each other for a myriad of, you know, cultural and racism reasons of why those two groups aren't programmed to think that the other is an acceptable partner. But thankfully that that's starting to break down a bit. And like you said, when they do find each other, it's like it it's this amazing kismet. So that's already such a great place to start. Even if it is just a friendship, we're not sure exactly where this relationship will go, but that's a great place to start from just knowing like, okay, these people are going to actually really get along. They're going to have a lot in common. They're going to, yeah, I, I, I love that because it's such a, positive and fertile place to play from and then they really let us draw out the specifics like um yeah your congo story that's a real story you pitched it is uh, yeah. yeah um i think we were just chatting so uh, maxwell the writer is also a black guy and he was talking about how i think he brought up the idea of like a heritage project in school or something and mm-hmm. i was like oh yeah i just like picked congo because i'd just seen the movie and I think Brent and everyone were kind of like that. Maybe hadn't occurred to them that like myself included. <laughs> that never occurred to me because oh, you know that, I like, have a I have a story. Yeah, like I came from a different country, but it's like it's not like I'm making up a country. That and then and then yeah. and then uh, Maxwell was like, oh yeah, that me too. Like, yeah, Maxwell like, oh. said that he just took a uh, he just took a dart or not maybe not a dart, but he just like pointed at a map and whatever <laughs> yeah. he landed on, he was just like uh, Senegal or whatever. But yeah, I I guess it's trippy to me that like it's not widely known that descendants of slaves in america don't know where we come from like i feel like everyone knows that because the people i talk to get that but maybe the maybe the larger mainstream audience doesn't think about that and they don't, don't i'm myself included even as a minority i mean it's such a funny anecdote just like a school kid doing the school project but at the same time there's so much you can think about like if you, you can really go down the hole and, and yeah, write it a can whole get presentation too dark about this. real quick <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And the same thing with me. I, I pitched in the same pitch meeting. We I pitched the um the my buddy throwing a fork at me and Marie Callender's. That was mm-hmm. absolutely true. When I was 16 years old, I pissed off my Korean friend and we're like good friends. And he just threw a fork at me and Marie Callender's. Um, he, well, he actually threw a fork at my buddy. And then, of course, that became all of our stories. Mm-hmm. Uh, and his grandma was actually a really sweet woman. But I don't know why. That was an improvised line. Why You're I trying to get do... that on the record now, huh? I, Grandma I know. I don't lady. want to beat me up. Bo Kim, I'm sorry, dude. Okay? <laughs> Grandma Kim is a very sm- uh, sweet woman. W- woman is just in the heat of the moment. Wait till the bloopers come out for that scene. Oh, oh great. <laughs> what else did he say about this poor woman? Uh, in the heat of the moment, I don't know why. I just improvised. But Grandma Kim was a bitch, though. Comedically, <laughs> that just felt right. And I can't believe that made the cut. Now I'm in so much trouble with Bo. Good thing he lives in Korea. <laughs> you also pitched the, the, the vehicle that you guys drive yes. as well. I love this. It, it's, um, I think for me, I was an immigrant. You know, I came from Hong Kong. And my whole life, it's been trying to be very American, listening to hip hop. And I drive, I told Brent, I was like, I drive a Jeep now. It's way too big for me, my Jeep Grand Cherokee. I'm 5'5". Five, five. I literally have to jump out of the car. It's completely <laughs> impractical, but it's just he wants to be, you know, American and view it as, as American. So I was like, wouldn't it be fun if he just drives like a big-ass pickup truck? And then they, I guess Chevy uh, leased us like this futuristic kind of weirdish it's like massive. pickup truck. 
Yeah, but it was so fun. And and seeing how Chan dresses, how Angela dresses outside of work, that really informs the character. That's why I love this episode so much. Yeah, it really did for me, too. I was like, because I, you know, when we had our meetings with uh, Kathleen Felix Hager, our fantastic costume designer, um, she's such a sweet, chill, cool woman. She did Veep, um, mm-hmm. where I, I, I was always drooling over, uh, like, Julie Louis-Dreyfus's outfits in, in Veep. And I knew I wouldn't get to dress like that, but I was, like, comforted by having her at the helm because I was like, okay, when I do get to wear street clothes, she's going to make me look cool. And we had kind of talked about, like, how does Angela dress when she's not in uniform? And, you know, I know some service women who, when they do get the chance to be out of uniform, they're like all out. They're like mm-hmm. lashes, nails, like yes. they really want to show, they want to show the body, they want to show everything. And I was like, I don't know that that's her because I think she's still really like outdoorsy. I think she tries to stay like active. So we had this idea that like, Anything she wears, she could probably go, like, do a light hike in it. Like, she's never in something that she couldn't uh-huh. kind of, like, go truck up a mountain or something. Um, so this was Kathleen's way of being like, okay, but she's still cool. She has a leather jacket. I was like, hell yeah. Um, so we talk a lot about K-pop in this and manga, which I think a lot of young fans and Asian fans, however, cool people would love. Uh, <laughs> Dave, I I know in the script it was an Aces and Angels song in the beginning, which is like a kind of indie-ish K-pop band, a girl band, I believe. I think we may have even listened to certain songs in the car during while yes, we were we shooting we and did. rehearsing, yeah. Yeah. and then we'll plug in either that song or a different song when we're when we're editing. That's because that that's and. That's the reason why when we shoot something with music where we'll start playing it and then we'll pull it out yeah. and someone else will just count or give you guys a beat. And that gives us the freedom to to change the song uh, later. Oh, so, Is that so, so wild? Beat- yeah, go, go ahead. Yeah, I think we're going to ask the same question about the BPM because yeah. uh, the ones you played for us were like three different ones. So then is that wild when you're editing to try and match our movement just so like we look like we're on beat? Yeah. <laughs> Is that hard yeah. to do? No, I mean, I think that what we did, what we did originally was just lay in the the track that we practiced with, uh, you know, that we the, I think what we did was lay in the, the track that we that we shot with. And then you can kind of see where the beats are. So then if you plug in another song, you can kind of match where the beats are. So you're still, you know, s- synced up to the to the music. So it has to be about the same BPM. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Minute. You yeah. can't go from like a really fast song to a slow song. That won't. <laughs> right. That won't work. We'd look a know. mess. <laughs> and that whole dance, Tony, we had to learn it that day with our yeah. wonderful, wonderful uh, dance coordinator, man, who is the sweetest man. And we get like, w- w- were you there or did you, uh, Dave, or, or, or did we just do it? And then we just showed you and you're like, OK, I think you guys just did it and showed me. That was it. It was like I knew I knew that I think I think I'm not sure even when you guys practiced originally, but you guys because uh, I think I was shooting something else and you guys might have been rehearsing. And then we yeah. we came to shoot. Oh, yeah. Now, one of the things one of the things we did was use uh, technology for that scene of you guys in the car was instead of uh, instead of being out on the road and instead of using uh, blue screens or green mm-hmm. screens for the windows and comping stuff in we use these uh, this this new technology which are the, these high tech LED screens yeah uh, huge screens and and we have playback happening at the same time so they can play the backgrounds we don't have to comp anything in it, it gives us depth it also gives us light that reflects onto the car so mm-hmm. it's you know you can look on the inside of the car you can see reflections you can see how it's hitting your faces and stuff like that uh which is really nice so 
I think once we got in there, it was like, all right, let's see, let's get the back plates working and let's, you know, let's see what the dance looks like. And, and that was it. I mean, you, I, I love what you guys were doing and, you know, we just, we just, we hammered out like the moments of like, when does Tawny pause? When does Jimmy uh-huh, realize uh-huh. he's busted? And then when we start up again, how, how small are Jimmy's moment, you know, motions, uh, you know, keeping it a secret from oh, her. That was, that was so yeah. fun. And Tawny's yeah. a much better dancer than I was. I could not get the body roll right. Still, <laughs> the body I still, roll. I still <laughs> can't like mine's so stiff. A seated body roll in a car is that is a challenge. I, I and can't I have say to I've ever drive to too. Like that, that's a tough one. You had a lot going on. Yeah, you had to sell the activity of driving. Oh my god, do you remember how I forgot about those LED screens? But do you remember how like dizzying that actually was? Because they're moving, <laughs> so, so you bright, feel yeah. like you're moving, and they're really bright. And then we would get out of the car in a black soundstage where like there's probably 150 people in there but you can't see anyone it was the most disorienting thing (laughs) yeah so i i think for the audience out there that doesn't know usually it's a car on a soundstage sitting and then the wheels move a little bit with some mechanism and then there's green screens three ways and then the camera in the front of the car right dave and then they'll comp in stuff in the green screen Yes, we'll we'll like I said, you'll either shoot this for real outside on mm-hmm. the streets, or yeah. we'll go to the mountains and shoot, or we'll we'll do it, it usually on a soundstage with green screens in yeah. the windows. But this time, instead of green screens, these massive LED TVs, basically yeah. like a hundred twenty inch TV surrounding the car, which looked yeah. amazing, by the way. Yeah, crazy cool. And there's nothing you needed to do in post for that. Like it looks like the shot already looks like it's there. Right? That's it. Yeah, we're good to go. There's nothing we had to do. Wow, wow, that's so, great. Because it looked yeah. really real. So many older films and like l- lower budget films and TV shows just in the 80s just look terrible. You can tell it's a green screen. Yeah. Well, they, I mean, comping stuff in is, you know, always a little challenging. And then even in the old days, they would just use rear screen projection and that didn't look very good. They didn't have steady camps and things like that. So you would mm. see the images really, you know, the background really shaking and things like that. But this, they can kind of control how far it is, the depth. And uh, yeah, it looks, it looks pretty good. Yeah, for sure. And 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 all the other storylines are so great in this. You got the Diana jogging with the prisoner. Was that shot in the by, outside of a real prison? Yeah, so we went up uh we went up to Palmdale to uh to a uh to a prison. I mean, it was pretty far away. It's a real prison uh, operation. It's a prison right? in Lancaster, yeah. Yeah, oh, wow. in Lancaster and it's uh it's it's actually shut down now. They're not uh, they're not using it uh, as a as a prison, but um, it w- it was a it was a real it, at one point it was a real functioning prison, and we had we had we had scouted uh, several places, um, but nothing gave us what we needed. Uh, you know, you could there's always a place where you can see fences and buildings, mm-hmm. but you need to see the reverse. And what was really nice was that you could see mountains in the background. We had snow <laughs> out there. You yeah. could see in the distance. And, uh, you know, we also shot some stuff for you guys. We shot the exterior of the truck going by, uh, oh. you, you know. Okay, wait. Who was driving the truck and, and who was our stand-ins in the Did truck? you see? They were doubles, but they weren't our usual stand-ins. Wait, I'm sorry to interrupt, but this <laughs> yeah. was blowing my mind because this is so layered. So in that scene you guys are talking about with the jogging inmates, one of the background actresses 
the one in the braids, was my usual stand-in, my oh. second team, Krista Carter. She's just in a wig. She's in a braided wig. Oh, my wig, God. I did not recognize Doing the jogging. Her. First of all, Krista Carter, I got to give a shout-out to her because, like, there's not a lot of 5'10", 5'11", um, mixed chicks with our skin tone running around in these streets. So I'm so glad they found her. She's also training to be a pilot. So her getting to, like, sit in the helicopter every day, she was, like, telling me different things about how they how how it worked. And it was, it was yeah. really cool to, like, have that connection with her i like um, her because she doesn't want to really be an actress at all she's not at there all. to feed her yeah. piloting degree which is wild because i'm like that's why you should be an actress you would actually be like very good but no her dreams <laughs> in the skies right. man we are yeah. the most opposite people um but then so then i i thought that the the people driving the truck was going to be krista and your stand-in but they didn't use them for some reason. And you got Wait, yet so another... Wait, so can you tell if you look and th- You can't tell, though. Well, Krista was shooting with us. Krista oh. is one of the prisoners. Right. We that's part of the gang the... that, that yeah, yeah, that's yeah. running. Right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With uh, yeah. Aaron. So we kept doing all these multiple units, and that's why... <laughs> yeah. But in the wide shot, everywhere. you can't tell it's not us driving. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There's a lot of very interesting shots. Well, let's talk about the A story here with Steve and Lisa. That's great. It, it played out like mm-hmm. a play. It's like a two-person play in this very confined space. It's very different from what we're used to in this big launch rooms and stuff. What was your approach in shooting that, Dave? Well, it, you know, it's so funny that you guys are like, we love this episode because we got to go out and it's like a road trip for us. And for me, I've been, <laughs> you know, working, seeing all these episodes, editing them. And, you know, I see like big, big fights happening in the middle of the desert, people going to the moon, you know, every it, and then and then I get my episode. I'm like, OK, I got other than you guys going out. I'm like, I've got these two people in one room for most of the episode, these three people in a conference room for most of the episode. Then I've got a prison. So I was like, Oh God, what, you know, but, but you get great material, you know, you get a great script, great actors. That's, that's really what, what counts. Yeah. It kind of let us play. Yeah. Which is fun for me to get, uh, to be able to get uh, Steve Carell and, uh, and Lisa Kudrow two uh, two great, great actors and who have such such good comedy you know sense of comedy um was just a lot of fun and it, you know it was really when we shot it was lisa's first day <laughs> with us wow. so she jumped wow. right in and i had worked with lisa before and i uh, i edited a show she did called the comeback love that amazing show dave thanks so we had a you know, we had a we had a little familiarity and 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 I said, you know, you have any questions about your character? Let's you know, we could talk about it. But otherwise, we're jumping right in. And and that was that was really what happened. We we got to the set. We got to the, uh, you know, this this one room trailer. And basically, that's that's how Greg and, uh, and Maxwell had kind of uh, envisioned it was was like a, a like a play. And we, we you know, we go through various scenes in this play. Um, so for me. You know, and and working with the with the DP uh, uh, Simon, uh, we wanted to you know get good angles that that you know gives us a little bit of of cinema, but it's mostly about the actors here. It's mm. really just you know mm. capturing what they're doing and and seeing their expressions and how they're reacting and 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 making sure that it you know we give them the room that they need to 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 play. Yeah, the awkward kiss was so amazing. How many oh. different takes of that were there? And and was it just their idea that they do it, or was there some kind of direction on that? No, I mean it, it was scripted that mm-hmm. you know they kiss and it's just not right. And then 
you know, later they kiss again and it, and it is right. Yeah. It pays off beautifully. And, uh, no, it was just, they, they just, you know, kind of worked on it, figured it out. And, and this is what was nice about this was because we, because we hadn't worked with, uh, with Lisa before. And, uh, when they came in in the morning for these scenes, we spent time to rehearse. We didn't rush. We didn't Mm -hmm. say, Hey, we're going to just jump in and start shooting. Mm -hmm. We cleared the set. It was, it was me, the actors, uh, the director of photography, Greg Daniels, Brent Forrester, a couple other key crew members, and we just kind of discussed it and went through it, and we kind of blocked it together, and just you know we asked questions, and then we said, okay, if we're here, and then and we kind of went through a, a, a couple of the scenes at a time just to see well where are we then after this, and where yeah. do we, you know just to make sure that things connect. Uh, mm-hmm. Okay, they're here on the bed, and then are they you know on the couch, and and just asking questions because some things weren't crystal clear in the script where they're like okay here's the first scene and and now the next scene they're in the bed well did they were they intimate is this Mm -hmm. afterwards and and, you know or is this that they haven't done anything so it was you know a little bit of figuring that out but basically i my whole thing was we had enough time we weren't rushed we didn't have to shoot everything of them in one day it was like let us have time We, we we would spend a good hour hour and a half rehearsing then we would start shooting and we weren't we weren't rushed in the shooting and that that was really nice just to give us mm-hmm. time to you know I, I mean as actors you know what that's like sometimes you, you you know you can spend time rehearsing it takes time to light to set yeah. up and then they're like all right hurry up let's go let's go yeah. and and I, I I'm never a fan of that it's like yeah. the ratio of 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 you know setting up to shooting it it should be different it should be you know more time spent on the actual shooting that you're you know what you're gonna see I love that yeah. Was uh was all those scenes shot in one day? That conjugal visit with Steve and Lisa. Two days. We we okay. spent two days. So that that's what was a, it, in a typical TV show. Uh, I've I've been in those situations where we would shoot them all in one day because it's like yeah. oh it's two people one set you know we could shoot all this in one day, but we we fought to say hey give us time here this is important we need time to be able to to you know to rehearse and to yep. you know to make make room for to 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 explore things yeah well and and for people that don't know uh when we basically finished shooting and then towards the end we found out lisa joined the cast <laughs> and then you guys gang taped everything of hers after we left so me and tawny has never even met lisa <laughs> that's true i mean we don't have any scenes with her anyway but yeah i didn't even well you yeah you were wrapped jimmy we still had um a bunch of stuff to do Oh, right. In nine and 10, right? Yeah. Yeah, That fun stuff in January. I mean, we were, by the end, we were shooting, you know, multiple, multiple uh, crews, you know, first unit, second unit. And, and, you know, Greg was always jumping in. We were still working on stuff for two with the chimp. So he was getting, he kept going back to get second unit stuff with that. So I've worked with Greg, you know, since the office, I I came Mm. on board the office right after the pilot and I even uh, tweaked the pilot for broadcast. But basically I started on the uh, first episode of the office. You start as an editor or as uh, an editor. uh, Yeah, I was an editor. And then I I started directing and producing, you know, later on as the series went on. Um, But but Greg is really uh, uh, specific, especially in the first few seasons. He he gets his hands in there and he's like, I want it this way. And this is why. And, And, you know. Some people would be like, oh, you're such micromanaging or this or that, or you're really, you know, and it's like, he knows what he's doing. And he Mm -hmm. also knows if he goes somewhere too far, he'll be like, no, go back to the previous version. Go back to this. No, you guys have better. Like he know he, he's, it's not about ego. It's about, he, he knows he has a vision. He knows what he wants. 
it's up to us to get that to him how he wants mm. it and that's it and that's yeah. that's that's the process and it's like hey he's he's the guy it's working let's just let's just do our best it's almost like uh you know uh, on the west wing uh, uh, president bartlett when they all, everybody in the would say uh i serve at the pleasure of the president you know and that's mm-hmm. uh that's what i feel like like we're here you know to to really kind of serve greg's vision and and make something uh special yeah no he he's great he does have a grand vision <laughs> my man a um, couple of my favorite shots in the episode, one of them is the 360 reveal in the boardroom with Malkovich and them, and then the reveals Eddie and Pella's character being hired. That was great. How did you come up with that 360 pan? That was brilliant. I can't take full credit for that. Um, I executed it well with the uh, director of photography, but it was in the script that like, oh, the camera comes around and reveals. It was one of those moments oh, it where was. I was like, okay, cool. okay I was like, okay, let's, but let's make sure where these guys are, where he's sitting, that we can pull this off in a way that it, that it's a reveal like that's, and the timing and to get it like, okay, here we go. He finishes and boom, there we are on them. Like that's the reveal of, of who here's America's best right in front of you. (laughs) That scene is so freaking funny. Yeah. That's uh, Chris Gethard and Aparna Nancherla and Aparna kills me in that scene with yeah. her and with her questions about what's going to be on the moon and my favorite which i think was an ad it must have been an ad of hers because as you pan back to malkovich mm-hmm. aparna is just going have you considered the effect on werewolves especially <laughs> in their prime <laughs> environment or something in like their that? prime, envi- yeah. that was prime so environment yeah. destroyed me <laughs> uh, did they break ever because it was so good and the three-parter you can tell there's a this is the loosest these are the loosest scenes i think of the first season which i loved a lot of kind of talking over each other you can tell Don and Ben and everyone playing off of each other. <laughs> Were there a lot of like cracking up, breaking up, or, or did you have to rein them in a little bit? No, you know, I mean, the only sometimes they would go on and on a scene. I feel like, guys, we need a we need a button to the scene. You keep talking like. They kept, yeah, they kept going and going, and I'm like, I have nowhere to cut. There's, no, we're gonna just abruptly cut in the middle of you guys saying something. <laughs> yeah, Dave, you know that's an improviser trick, right? You know we ramble and we keep the yeah. ramble funny so that you have to increase our screen time like that. Now I'll show the sausage here. <laughs> yeah, I'm aware, and sometimes I'm like, guys, I I'm on to you, but I still need to be able to end the scene. Greg used to hear me say that on in on the when we'd work on the office. He'd be like, Dave just wants him to shut up and he didn't understand. And then finally he gets it where he's like, Yeah, Greg, where am I supposed to cut? They they're they're talking over each other. There's yeah, no, nowhere clean. Yeah. There's nowhere clean uh, to get out, you know. Those three is gold. And the Malkovich meltdown was so <laughs> wonderful. Oh my god. And and you even see him melt down a little more in the upcoming episodes. He's so good. Like when I read the script, I guess I didn't see the a massive breakdown that's extremely comedic. I, I, I had imagined kind of like a smaller thing. So did you guys work that out during the scene or did he just bring that? He did it in the first rehearsal. Wow. I mean, matter of fact, like, you know, one of the ways I work is that uh, I, I, I really try to prepare and do my homework and have a plan for each scene blocking wise. Like, okay, mm-hmm. you're here, you're here. This is, you know, this is what I'm thinking. And then, I you know, I bring it to the actors and then I'm open to, to changing. It's like, oh, what if we did this? What if I stand here? What if I turn at this? You know, I think it's it's all collaborative in a process. So we had start, you know, we started to rehearse 
And he stood where he stood, and the other two guys were, you know, behind the table. And he just started going. I'm like, oh, I'm I'm loving this more than what I had where I had him, you know, because I was trying to change up the. They're in the conference room for like four scenes, and I was like, I was trying to just change it up so it doesn't look like the same angles every time. But he just went back and forth, and then you know, blew up on that table. I'm ruined. No, (laughs) and I was like, oh my god, I, you know, so it was was just, it's just as fun, and and when you get something like that it's great and you're like yeah yeah do it again do it again let's He's make sure you know we, huh? we got cameras on this and and uh you know get a couple angles and and just seeing the other two guys you know react to it so that was yeah, yeah. but he but he did it right in the rehearsal you know he's amazing and and, and tonic did, did you get to spend a lot of scenes with uh john you know what's funny is that we don't really have when I watched everything, I was like, I feel like I spent so much more time with John than right? I did on screen. I think it's because all that stuff we did in the launch room, especially for 9 and 10, which we shot separately. That's right. Yeah, I was coming in. So me, Aparna, Chris, Owen Daniels, um, Hector Duran. Well, all the, you know, all of us, we would come in on days when we weren't filming on camera. So we would have these right. off-camera dialogue days, which I really grew to love because you didn't have to get into hair and makeup. You didn't have the pressure of like, okay, I'm going to be filming my thing. You kind of got this added rehearsal of like, because we, we could read out of the script and we were just there to feed dialogue for all you guys in the launch room. So I feel like I got to spend a lot of time around. Yeah, John. it felt like we all hung out a lot. But then when I watched the season, I was like, oh, did Tawny have scenes with John? That would be a really fun pairing also. I would love that. Yeah. Other than talking to him through, you know, in the launch room. That we yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um, and the last scene of this episode is so beautiful of Steve taking off in the airplane and he just breaks down crying. And, and there's something about that cry. Because it's always like, oh, in a comedy, do you do like a comedic, a complete breakdown kind of comedic cry? Or do you actually do like an internal, very sad cry? And somehow it's a such an authentic, beautiful human cry. But it's kind of funny. I, to me, it's not super funny and it's not supposed to be. There's a little bit of, of humor with just that he is, you know, by himself in this helicopter Um but it, it's it's you know, and he is he he's crying pretty big. It's at points like it's he's you know it's 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 uh, it's real. But yeah. the comedy for me comes uh, uh, you know with what he's what's happening <laughs> you know around that that he's basically left yeah, he, his he, daughter. Yeah. He forgot about her who went yeah, off for yeah, a run yeah. and and you know like that's that's the kind of uh, uh, contrast with it. And and also we. This wasn't scripted, um, you know. Susan uh, Val again, who who edited it, said, "Oh, I have an idea for for a song for the yes." End. And, I was going to ask you that, yeah. And she put it in, and I was like, "I really like it." I go, "It's a bold choice." I mean, the with monkeys, they yeah. dream believer. It's and incredible. It's, it's a bold choice, and again, it's a little a little bit of a contrast to to you know, what's happening in the scene, but it also fits in the world of what Steve kind of listens, what, what Mark Naird listens to mm. and songs that he listens to throughout the series that helps him calm down from Kokomo to big girls don't cry. So I was like, yeah. all right, let's, let's go for it. And we showed it to Steve Carell who loved it. Oh, that's Car- great. Steve Carell cool. loved it. That's Greg, great. not so much. Greg, we, <laughs> really? we had to convince him. He was like, no, nah, and, and I was like, 
if you don't like it, Steve said he wants you to call him. <laughs> and then <laughs> and then we had to fight a little bit with Greg and, and you know, a little bit of a compromise because I didn't even want to futz it or anything like that mm-hmm. to make it sound like it's coming through the, the speakers. To me, it, it is like a filmmaker's choice to be like, oh, he's listening in his head to this music. Mm-hmm. And we've done that in other episodes. But but Greg said, no, it's got to be that he's listening to it. I don't want to just make it that it's a, a, a choice of the, you know, the filmmakers. It's like, okay. So it was still, it, to me, it, it, it it works great, sounds great, and the way it, mm-hmm. it plays it, it's it's kind of you know it's coming through and it's fudged, but it's you can hear it. And then once we're outside the helicopter, we we come up full volume on it. You, you know, yeah. I, I, what did Greg have a pitch for another song or, or a different type of song, like different direction? No, I mean I think that he just it was a little worried, like oh, well, what are we saying? What statement are we saying here? Mm-hmm. Like that we were being t- too intrusive, and we had a. We kind of had to make our case for it that, hey, we we have other moments where he's listening to music um, and and mm-hmm. it's in his head. And it's it's just something like – I mean we had score. I mean basically it was like we, we could have had the option of just scoring it at the end and, and, and mm-hmm. doing that. But we all – listen, we all contribute musically. Even the end, I don't want to say – I don't know when how these air or when they drop or anything <laughs> if they're all – you know. But um, even in the final episode, uh, music that comes in towards the end – uh um the the last song is a cue um we had we didn't have anything scripted originally so it's like oh try this try this and i said oh no let's use this that we've already heard before this would mm-hmm. be great to play and and it kind of bookends the the series in a way for se- uh, season 1 yeah. Um, yeah for sure and, and and it's so interesting all that stuff it's so much thought that went into that last 15 seconds. Of course, you start with Steve's wonderful performance of that crying, and then the comedic cut to the daughter left behind, and then to the music. That is so much thought, just to the last 15 seconds, and I think that's what makes the show so good. It's just There's so many layers and, and collaboration in between all the different departments. We also Well, we also had a plot out. I mean, this is a little bit of the sausage, but it was also saying, okay, here's the front <laughs> where the where the helicopter lands, okay, in front of this prison. And mm-hmm. then we see Steve go in, you know, Mark Naird goes into the prison. And then Erin is sitting there. But now we need to see where she's looking. And she's looking at the side of the prison and she sees these people running. But the yard wasn't there. Like we, mm-hmm. I, to me, like I understand eye lines and I, I had to explain to everybody, she's looking this way. We're going to shoot the reverse at another location at this prison. These people are going to be looking back at her. It will cut together and then she'll walk out of frame and then come in over here. So it was like I said, so at no point can we see what's over here when we're, you know, to her left yeah. when we're looking at the front of the prison. And to me, it, it, it cut together, you know, really nicely. When when the helicopter leaves and she comes, you know, running, it was like, oh, this is going to be great. Now she comes back. She's running from the other direction, comes back. The, the helicopter's gone. And it was great to be able to get that reverse over her shoulder. And then we see the helicopter, you know, flying yeah. away. I mean, that really brings like, you know, you can see how far it is. And it's like, oh, he's not stopping. He's completely for he's so emotional. He's completely forgotten about her. Yeah. You know? yeah. And I oh. think the audience has it first, too. When he's in there crying, I don't think that yeah. you say like, oh, wait, oh, we where's, forget. Yeah, where is absolutely. she? Yeah. yeah. So, you know, it's it's a, a nice that's to me uh, a fun and, and taking the situation that was a little bit of heartbreaking and and, uh, and adding some comedy to it. You yeah, know. I guess that's all I want to talk about uh, in the episode. I, 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 I want to ask you, Tani, just a couple, I guess, things about the show and your character 
in general. Uh, did you do a bunch of research going in this? Uh, uh, past female astronauts, past female pilots. Uh, I know you talked a lot about uh, um, the military consultant that you had. Yeah, um, we had that great military consultant, Mark Vasquez, who, um, yeah, he was there to answer any question that came down to like uniform stuff or, uh, yeah, how you stand, parade rest versus attention, how you address different generals, all that stuff, which is really fascinating to me because obviously I've never been in the military, um, mm -hmm. I, nor should I. Um, <laughs> so it was cool to have someone who was clearly so passionate and knowledgeable about it. Um, there are still some like movie magic liberties that we took just to suit, you know, because we, we were inventing a new branch of the military, even though yeah. one exists, we're not like copying them one for one so we were able to take some some liberties there but yeah in terms of like research what I really wanted to do I was really concerned with looking like I was reasonably flying a helicopter I was just mm. you know like when I only had the first couple of scripts all I really knew about her was like okay she is a good pilot because otherwise she wouldn't have been entrusted with this you know really sensitive and important detail this job to transport the general around so yeah i watched a lot of takeoff and landings just on youtube just a lot of like flight simulator type things <laughs> and then actual pilots with like gopros in their in their cockpits just to see like where do your hands go what does what um right and that that was honestly really helpful because like just looking at their posture and how they sat taught me a lot um but yeah yeah no We've done a lot of press together. Me and Tani was getting paired up. And every every reporter had to ask you this question. So, Tani, tell us, can you actually fly a helicopter now? Oh, and I love, I feel like in the beginning of the two long days of press, I used to be like, oh, ha ha, wouldn't that be fun? But by the end, I was just like, nah, girl, no, I don't fly a helicopter. What are you talking about? I went to school yeah, what for mime, do you think? basically. What do you, what the, I'm an actor. I am trash. No. <laughs> 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 this is uh, all pretend. <laughs> this is so fun, guys. I I I I love this one. It, it's been a great discussion with both of you. A couple of my favorite peoples. Uh, yeah. I think that's it. I think we can wrap this up, right? You guys, do you guys have any questions for each other? Yeah, Dave. Um, what have you been dying to ask me since this wrapped? I know you've been forced to stare at my face in edit. <laughs> so maybe there's been something that's been nagging at you that you just need to you need to know. <laughs> Um, no, but I'm excited for people to see the show. I'm really excited. Uh, you know, with, with episode 108, uh, or, uh, it was nice to have, you know, four stories and I, I got to work with everybody and, uh, you know, the series as a whole, I think it's a great, just a really nice arc of, uh, you know, where it starts and where it goes. And, you know, there's a lot of fun stuff. I'm, I'm excited for the blooper reel. There's, there's a lot of good stuff with, uh, Tawny on wires. Tawny oh, on wires God. is very fun. Very fun. I know there cool are. Stuff. Cause I would, I thought I was a good actor. And then the second some weird wire stuff would happen, I would just immediately giggling. <laughs> <laughs> and you guys have seen everything, right? You guys have seen all the episodes now. Yeah. Seen the episodes, yeah. yeah. It's great. It's honestly great. I've seen it yeah. a couple of times. I mean, nine and ten, oh, so good. Like Dana yeah. Reed, 
I think all the directors did a great job, but I was really impressed with uh, Dana because of the scale of what she had, you know, to do and the timing. I know it was like, okay, we got to go to this stage and then this stage, but just so fun. And I I was getting jealous because I was like, oh, I want people on the spaceship and wires and everything. I want to I want to play with that. But uh, I don't know if you wanted the the stress Dana Reed must have felt. (laughs) I'm just guessing. God, yeah. Those are big. Those are big episodes. (laughs) Yeah. But that's that's part of the game, you know. So great, guys. Well, appreciate you guys uh, coming through. This is awesome. And yeah. uh, I'll see you guys on a flip. Sounds good. All man. Right. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks. Thank y'all. you. Bye. All right. This has been Inside Joke Space Force. I'm your host, Jimmy O'Yang. Join us again for even more Space Force right here on the podcast. <laughs>